down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 180 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. I am joined by one of the two people who I hope will be joining us. Uh, Danny Sweetmeats McDevitt himself is uh, currently unavailable, and we, have a, we, we actually don't know why. So, Danny, please explain <laughs> why you're not here. He's probably dead. Hope he's not dead. Um, but we know he did just get you know some very high scores on his uh, his nerd grading, uh, which I believe is what we call it when he's trying to become a lawyer of some kind. <laughs> so we're literally here uh, going to pay him out for the first part of the show for missing the show because uh, yeah. How you doing, Peter? I'm doing okay, man. It's it's rough. I've I've got this stuff in my chest now for four weeks. So I'm having a hard time talking, which is not great. Um, my basement flooded uh, from a freak snowstorm turned ice storm, turned storm, and like um, you know how global warming works. Well, global warming happened within about a two minute time span in my neighborhood. Wow, wow! Um, so we got global warmed, and uh, so I've been repairing my basement. And it's not so bad. Um, been like elbow deep in old world. Um, which has helped a lot because, man, I just love square-based models and um, yeah. you know, living my best life other than that. Fantastic. Well, you have joined me on this intrepid episode to discuss and pontificate about the end of this ITC season meta, what we're expecting or not expecting or hoping from the balanced data slate, which should be dropping, you know, by the end of the month. What we're going to see at the LVO, maybe, and then unpacking, you know, what is good and the state of the game as it sits right now. Um, in addition to that, you and I have some juicy things to announce. Uh, but before we do that, plug your regular wares, my man, if you would be so kind. Plug my regular wares. Um, you mainly can find me now on goonhammer.com. I do articles for mainly the old world now because that's my new jam, as I just said. Um, but, you know, I also help with 40K content, uh, sometimes behind the scenes, sometimes in full view of the world, uh, providing insight on uh, stats and data, as well as you know, just generally what's going on in the world of 40K. Um, right now, I'm doing a lot of review articles and rules articles for the old world that are slowly getting published as we as I kind of barrel through as much content as I can. Yeah, um, and that's kind of my my world life right now when it comes to, to uh, you know fantasy and uh, sci-fi gaming. Fantastic. Well, as per usual, my plug for this show, this is a two-part podcast, the second part of which you can find over at Art of War Done Under over on Patreon, and there will be a second part with hopefully Danny joining us for that one, where we will be answering your questions about the upcoming slate, possibly, which we, of course, we have no foreknowledge of. We'll just be pontificating. We'll be, be shooting the S, so to speak, talking about what we like or we don't like about the current state of the game, in addition to a bunch of other nice little bits and pieces. Please jump over and join us there. But I mean, we were hoping Danny was going to be here to be the third head of the Hydra while we announced this. But um, Peter the Falcon, myself, and Danny, uh, the Sweet Meats himself, have journeyed and begun, sorry, begun a new journey. That's a much better way of saying it. Uh, into yes. the old world of which we're aware, which spawned all three of us. If we are honest, we all came from there and now we are almost returning home. But we are essentially starting a brand new show. It's called That Old World Charm. 
Some people hate it, specifically two people only that I've asked. Literally two people who I've asked about the name of our show have disliked it. It just so happens that there are two of our closest friends and they're going to continue. Mm, debatable. Debatable. Everyone else has really enjoyed the name. So if uh, by the time you're listening to this, our first episode should be up. That's our introductory episode, of course, uh, with the, the three of us. Uh, and it is going to be essentially a carbon copy of this show. So uh, predominantly a review podcast, wherever possible, while well, we have things to review. But because of the the kind of the way we expect Old World to be supported, we don't expect it to be like I'm able to do with where I will do with 40k, where like every month we will have one to two things new to review, and then I'd you know I chuck in a stats episode, I chuck in a variety episode, and I'm I'm good to go every month. Um, so it will be a lot more of uh, you know uh, army construction, what is good in the game, a lot more meta meta dissection, mission mission dissection, tournament review, overview, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Talking about the game from day dot as this thing evolves and is launched back into this brand new old world. Um, Falcon, what are you excited about that show? What, what else should we tell people about it? I mean, I'm on it. A great start, mate. Great start. Yeah. Beautiful. Love that's just amazing. It's the old world, man. Like what, what do you want me to say? It's Warhammer fantasy battle, which was um, like the most rich uh, on the least lore side of things, um, content that Games Workshop ever produced, uh, Horace Heresy, be damned, um, you know, <laughs> the coolest characters. Like you cannot tell me that you could read the story of Archeon or Grimgore Ironhide or Malice Darkblade. Yeah, or Malekith, or anybody yep. in those days before some of it got rewritten, and say that you didn't have your blood boiling by the time it was done in excitement. Mm. Um, everything about you was erect. Um, you were standing just <laughs> rigid, um, at attention, reading these amazing uh, tales. Um, you, when you put these models on the table, sure, there was a, a 50-50 chance you played against a person that was going to just purple sun half your army to death. But it was incredible. And now we've got it back after this long hiatus, a hiatus in which we had to play Warhammer 40K, which is an absolute like trash fire of a game. <laughs> we had to pretend to like it and get excited about it because we needed to make money from outside of our <laughs> jobs. So a bunch of us got Z-tier internet famous talking uh. about a movie that's absolute, actually garbage, um, while we hoped to God that someone would see the light and bring back what what was like arguably the greatest thing that ever happened to most of us outside of our marriages, if we had them or our partners or our children. And even that's debatable. And then, you know, we had age of Sigmar, which started off real bad and then got better, but it's still the wasn't the same, still wasn't the same. And now it's here and it's back. And games workshop is doing everything it can to make it a garbage fire, just like 40 K, but we're not going to let it happen because the one thing that Warhammer fantasy players have been very good at outside of the, the, the closet casuals that are currently on Facebook and Reddit right now um, has been managing our game system. If GW won't let us, won't do it for us. Um, and so I'm just super excited to play the game. I also have to say, despite everything I just said, the game's real tight. The rules are awesome. I've played a bunch of games. Um, 
there's like two or three very easy fixes to the big problems. And um, in my opinion, like the actual like universal special rules and most of the game itself has been very well thought out. So I'm just extremely excited to talk about something I'm excited about um, and just, you know, listen to other people tell me about the game that I love. Straight up. Um, Art of War, Art of War and Art of War Done Under. Do not condone or endorse the words by Peter the Falcon Calissimo uh, during this programming, and we do regret bringing this show to you uh, today. So uh, thank you very much, Peter, for that one, um, and we'll try and continue as best we can. <laughs> but do not be an answer. It was pretty stream of consciousness, so I don't know. I literally no, have no idea what I just talked about. Uh, my, my content's not going to change. It's just another show. I'm adding to the repertoire of the four I do every week. Please, for the love of Lord, someone stop me. Uh, but yeah, please go over and enjoy that. The intro episode should almost definitely be out by now, if not the very first fully-fledged episode. Like I said, it's going to be the same format as this, so it is going to be a part one and part two. So there will be a Patreon, there will be a Discord, there will be all those basic... N- you know, ad nauseum things you've come to expect. But now for the old world, yay! We're bringing our, you know, capitalist junta over there to, to spawn and, and uh, you know, uh, proliferate. But hopefully you will join us because it is going to be a fantastic show. Uh, Peter, we're here to talk about 40K, despite your, you know, the things that you did just say about it, <laughs> because I, I do I... still love 40K. <laughs> and you I know you do too. Okay. Sorry? You do? Yeah, I, I do. Me when we were off air. That's crazy. Peter, shush. Just a big liar. Anyway. Don't break the fourth wall, mate. We got to maintain some some decorum uh, at some point. Uh, but regardless, we had to talk about the end of the season. The LVO. We're going to try and put that chicanery aside. Uh, hopefully, at least finding this show entertaining. Uh, but um, so okay, it's at the end of the season. LVO is coming up. I'm literally I've I've got Peter on because me and Peter uh, we streamed the LVO. You know, last year together, and yeah, and the year before, and, and the year before. So this is literally the dream team that I feel like I, I really love, and I th- is a person I think about when I think about the LVO and I think about the end of the season. Good luck to Joe this year, who is going to be over there doing the, the stream. You should absolutely, definitely tune in and support the absolute hell Good out job, of him. He's going to be joined by Art of War's very own Jack Harpster sitting on the hot mic next to him. So that should be a phenomenal pairing. Hopefully nice, they do a great job. Nice. Joe, I hope they gave you one of the renovated rooms um, at the Rio and not one of the garbage rooms uh, from previous years. Um, I assume that re-splurge just for you. Uh, Jack Harpster, I don't know who you, you are, know, but I assume that you're a good I've fellow. never heard of him. Yeah, I've never heard of Jack Harpster. Yeah, or um, is, he, or is he, his evil twin, I think it was... It's, well, never mind. They've all they've all got evil alter egos in the Art of War house. Um, but I mean, I mean, you know, you know, Joe. Even if they gave him the palatial like king suite at the top of the tower, he'd still probably sleep in the back of his truck, right? Yeah, in that little cul-de-sac at the back of the Rio. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's where he will be. There's, he will he will walk in, see the chandelier, and just shake his head, walk back out, and go straight back yeah. to his trailer, yeah. <laughs> straight back to the RV. He's like, this ain't me, mate. Um, but anyway. Uh, what are your hot takes right now on the current 40k meta? We did just see a little FAQ drop, and by little I mean quite substantial FAQ drop yeah. to the state of one of the Necron detachments, which will invariably shake things up. But mate, what's your feelings on the current state of the 40k meta? I think like we talked about this not that long ago. I think I was recently on your show uh, talking about um, you know the stats up to a certain point. At that point, we were. Um, we hadn't seen any results for Necrons or Admec. Mm. Um, now we've had a chance. There's not a lot of results. Uh, they, you know, they dropped just before the holiday season. Yeah. Um, so like the amount of games that I've been tracking aren't extreme. Uh, I think it's more of the same. So, um, 
Eldar definitely still like the top dogs. Chaos Space Marines, World Eaters still up there. Black Templar still performing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these are small sample sizes. Um, Necrons were um, a big uh, splash into the meta, um, yep. mainly because of like one very broken combination um, involving um, immortals and a stratagem that made them do so many devastating wounds that we had flashbacks to the beginning of the edition with Eldar. Yes. Um, luckily that has been FAQ'd so that, uh, that no longer works. You can no longer, um, add a unit with a canoptic or cryptic keyword to a unit, um, and have them get the devastating wounds effect. It has to be the a model with either of those keywords. Yeah. Um, so immortals do not have that keyword, uh, like, uh, by default. So in theory that, that stratagem no longer works the way it used to. There's been a bit of crying online yeah. because some people base their entire life around that uh, combination, um, as one does. And uh, but Necrons, I think, are still very strong. I think the Canaptic Court um, is still quite good, even without that uh, combination. Although I don't think it's the best uh, anymore. Yeah. Um, like mainly because they don't have a, a legitimate way to deal with uh, heavy targets. I don't believe any longer. They- that, so that list no longer scratches the paint on vehicles like that. Exactly. That does absolutely nothing to vehicles. You need you, that list now in my mind. I used to think that you can that like one, maybe two Catan was the right number for that list. I now think it is eighteen race three Catan is now the the canopic course. Yeah, I think, that I think that's what you're going to need to do. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I like I was about to say maybe Void Dragon, but just shut me up. Um, and so anyway, yeah, no, like, no, I agree. That that's exactly uh, what I said. But uh, Hypercrypt is a legit threat, and I think um, top-end players with Necrons will just switch to Hypercrypt. Well, it's, it just requires a lot more thought. Which yeah, so uh, we, we pretty much... Uh, the analogy right now that I'm seeing kicking around is that the Canoptic Court was the Iron Storm to the Hypercrypt Vanguard, and that the ceiling on the Hypercrypt was all... Uh, play-wise, skill, skill expression-wise, was always higher than the Canoptic Court, but it was much harder to get there, as we have seen with the Vanguard. Like, best players in the world, John Lennon and stuff, can can do absolute maestro bonkers stuff with the Vanguard that us, us lowly, you know, us lowly plebeians will need 100 reps in order to, to emulate. Um, but if you are able to, you can get extreme levels of success out of it. And I feel like that's definitely the analogy um, for the Hypercrypt now, which I th- already thought was a superstar level detachment, as it was. Are you you're telling me you, you're going to get um, it's it's gray knights, but they can kill things. Oh my god, give me, two, yeah, give it to me. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, they've got uh, some amazing, amazing combinations. It's it's well, and yes, like it, like the that space marine analogy is is perfect. What we've seen, kind of, even with this, since the uh, with space marines, this has kind of started out. Iron storm was performing very well. Yeah. Um, well, I shouldn't say very well. They were performing better than average, um, and most of the other space marines were struggling. John Lennon did have some success with Vanguard. We've seen some people try to emulate it. Um, yeah. Post Necron's FAQ, we've seen um, with, like I said, it's a small data set because the holidays is a slower period. Yeah. Um, we have seen like Vanguard kind of jump to the top um, as the like the best competitive of the Space Brains list in terms of representation. Um, with Firestorm uh, right below it, kind of with yes. a middling performance, which I was always I always kind of felt like Firestorm was better than its stats were because it is also a mobility based. Um, yes. Uh, uh, detachment. It does have a lot of strengths. Um, 
but I believe like Vanguard and uh, Vanguard is, is just better at it than what they do. That said, I'm mm. still all in on Firestorm when I play because I love my Blood Angels. I love my Bell Predators mm. and my, my Death Company with like uh, Inferno Pistols and Hand Flamers just doing tricks. But uh, I've got three different Firestorm lists in my Battle Scribe right now. Uh, one for Black Templars, one for Dark Angels. Actually, two for Black Templars, one for Dark Angels. And uh, I'm going to be playing the Dark Angels one at an RTT next weekend where I expect to get absolutely mulliganed, but I'm going to have a great time. Because <laughs> um, I don't have enough... Play, I don't know. Uh, is, it, is your RTT in like New South Wales or something? Because they have just the weirdest meta in the world as dude, always. how funny is it? I, I love the Australian meta. You just It's literally the box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's, yeah, it's so like, funny. It seems like there's... There's a point where, like, something in the desert affects your brains, and yes. everything yep. like west of center is just out out there. And it's always been that way. I've been tracking stats for what, like, six years now, and it's like Perth and that, like, all of those places. I anytime I've tried to track one of their events, I'm like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I don't even think they're playing the same game. Right. Um, There's no rhyme or reason. It's we just are. We are a force of nature, uh, and we love it. Yeah. We love being misunderstood. All, the lists, all the lists have everybody named in them, down to the model. Yes, 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 yes. Weird situation over there. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful place. Anyway, because um, we do, so we have um, Nottingham Super Major this weekend coming up. Weekend after that, yes. of course, the LVO um, and and can and uh, sorry, can got an uprising. So the three biggest, you know, biggest. You know, at the end of year event for the UK, the end of year event for the United States, end of year event for uh, Australia. Um, the I, I've done the stats over on the the one Meta Chasers for Nottingham, and there are just as many Necrons as there are Eldar. There's 34 of both in representation out of um, 137, I think. So it's 10 percent yeah. of that Meta is Necrons and Eldar. Um, is that something you expected? Yeah. Not like um, the thing about uh, some of the the, um, the UKTC super majors, um, particularly the early in the year ones, I find uh, early in the season or late in the season, depending on how you want to put it, um, is that like the concentration of the player base is so uh, thick um, that like. Uh, generally these UK events are going to have more people that are tryhards and pushing it to the limit um, from a competitive standpoint. It does not shock me at all. Cause I believe like pre FAQ uh, Necrons were just as strong um, as Eldar, like uh, pretty much mm. across the board. Um, and they deal easily um, with uh, chaos space Marines and yeah. Yep. To a lesser extent, world leaders, which had been like uh, the ones that had been threatening Eldar up to this point. Well, it was really interesting because I was helping a couple of people prep for LVO, and the, the you know I was playing Space Marines into Chaos Space Marines, and I was just trying on every single list that I thought of that could that could get close to CSM, and I got close with a couple, but didn't beat them with anything very consistently. Um, and we constantly kept coming back to what can Chaos Space Marines do against the race because they don't yeah. if. They're, it's what well, it's the first unit we've had in the game where they're inefficient. Essentially, the first unit where they're inefficient. Uh, going into a four plus five plus, even you know, spending CP, sacrificing you know to go in and precision out a technomancer doesn't guarantee that a unit of chosen is going to go straight through the race. And then they have very little uh, an answer for a Catan. Yeah, let alone three. Yeah, or two. Um, that's it. That's it. 
Let's, I just, it's a statement. It's a full stop on that. Um, let's talk about the balance slate, which we know nothing about, and we don't know when it's coming. I wish we did. Uh, I bet know. it comes out the day before LVO. The, <laughs> why would you say something so, so I brave? Would, and so, <laughs> I would put money on the balance data slate coming out like in the week leading up to the LVO. Like, I mean, it has it did last year, right? Yeah, it, it did last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is wild. Anyway, um, do you think this will be an impactful one? Do you think we need a you know another holistic balanced data slate like we had the previous? I think this is going to be a very interesting data slate. There's a lot of word on the street, like that. There's an emphasis on internal balance with this data slate. That would be um, fantastic. Oh so my I god! I think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be bigger. I would like to believe it's going to be bigger than people think. That said. Um, you know, there are still external balance problems, mainly, you know, Eldar is still too powerful. Um, Necrons are probably not going to be touched in this balance data slate because they don't have enough information. They're too soon, uh, yeah. So they're too soon, but we'll probably, like, we do need to see some some tweaks to Chaos Space Marines. We do need to see a tweak to World Eaters on the bottom end. Custodians need some help. I think they've got their first maybe their second GT win in like six months. Um, Which was in Australia. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. New South Wales, <laughs> kicking it up um, with the um, the go-wide custodies list, um, which has kind of been theorized as being okay, uh, but yeah. it's good enough for, for you guys. Um, uh, <laughs> and like, but like, you know, there's far more armies than that that need some help. Like Votan needs a, needs a pat on the butt. Uh, to well, more like a pat on the head to like get down, like push them down. Um, but I like what you said about internal balance because uh, a fun little exercise we might do is actually reel off the the, the books that we think have decent internal balance because there's not many. The one of the things we can say about Index Hammer is that we have seen extremes dominate. Oh yeah, uh, and that that has been the case for the first portion of this edition, and especially for the the first portion of Eighth Edition as well. Um, the number of yeah, the number of I'm really trying to think of a army that has good unit selection in you know what we can what we could generally consider to be you know the troops, elites, heavy supports, fast stacks. Even though those things have gone away, I'm trying to think of one that actually has a decent choice in all of those categories. I, I don't sisters, know. Sisters, 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 sisters is pretty balanced across yeah. the board, and they've been having some good success, and they just keep getting slightly better. Um, I feel like sisters are getting better when the 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 rest of the the rest of the metagame just gets toned down. Sisters just keep looking better and better and better, yeah. and their weapons and profiles start looking better and better. Apart from melt accounts, uh, better and better and better. Uh, and, and yeah, they're looking. They're in an extremely good place. They're one of the, I think, one of the best all-comers lists in the game at the moment. I agree, and their results um, like they keep showing it. Even in the new year, I think they've had two or three wins already. Um, you know, they're boasting a pretty decent, like fifty-four percent win rate. Um, Very healthy over a couple hundred games. Like it's not, it's not terrible at all. Fantastic. Um, can you think of another? Give, give us, give us another guess. What, what is another one with a good internal balance? Internal An index specifically. Balance. So we won't talk about any codexes. Index. It's hard, isn't it? Do you know who it isn't? Demons. <laughs> it's not demons. It's, it's not, not space demons. marines. It's not orcs. It's not, 
orcs. Uh, it's not. So, uh, well, okay, so it, world leaders because they only have like six choices to begin with. It's not. It's not take. world. No, no. This, this is this. That is incorrect, Peter. Because the world leaders actually have a bunch of stuff in their book. They got predators and fortunes and morlefiends oh, and yeah. hell brutes and hell drakes and land raiders. I don't even consider. They're exactly right. They have so much in that book, and you don't even know because they never get close to consideration. Oh, I uh, thought the book just had Berserkers and Eight Bound in it and Lord and Nakatas and that, that, that is what every list that you've ever seen would lead I you to I thought that book was 11 pages long. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Follow uh, Chaos Space Marines. Chaos Space Marines, fantastic internal balance. They do. They've got a lot of options, and there's not very many that are bad. Although you just listed off several of them that are in the World Leader Codex, which I know are also in the Case Space Marine Codex. Correct. Adam, so, don't uh, so, so one um, one thing I will I will caveat this discussion with is I think in I think Space Marines have a perfectly fine internal balance because you have and and I say internal balance because I know there's a hundred data sheets, so it's impossible for them to all be good. I, the same thing I can say the same thing for you know so many other factions. Orcs is another good example as well. But when I see a good list that can be made from a wide variety of units, and it's not just a control C, control V ex- experience, which unfortunately is where where orcs are at. Space Marines, like you look at a Space Marine Vanguard, it's got Inceptors, it's got Scouts, it's got uh, aggressors, it's got uh, Devastator Centurions, it's got, um, you know, at least three characters, usually four characters. It's got transport, it's got a tank, you know, in a land raid, a, re- a redeemer at a lot of the times. Maybe not the Vanguard, sorry. But you know what I mean? There is legitimate choices in a vast swathe of different sections and different units. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I would classify as good internal balance uh, for the current state of the game. I think when we've all got codexes, we can aspire to be more than that. But yeah. Yeah, I can't think of another one. Leagues of Botan, you really only just don't take the Hecaton Siege Fortress. Everything else is Correct. pretty good in that Correct. book, but there's also only seven you, data sheets. Do um, you think Sagittars need a nerf? Yeah. Uh, wh- wh- yeah how bad? They probably just need to go up. Like, 20, 20 points? Yeah, it's 20 points. 130. Yeah, 130 seems seems fair for me. Yeah. I think if you, yeah, if you up them about 20 points, you probably need to bump up a couple other things um I, so but i i think you can lower a couple of things if you put them up like pioneers could be a little bit cheaper um no, a, i think pioneers are perfect yeah what are they now oh no sorry um oh, what's the other unit? so it's not not thunderkin thunderkin are fine hearthguard are probably about right Pine, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pine is about right. I think well. everything in that book is fine. Berserkers got Berserk's got a bad rap um, yeah. early, but in early. anytime you play in a in a in a game with like a, a heavier terrain um, option or a fixed terrain where you know where things are going to be, Berserk's are actually awesome. Very good, um, and, and they have come back into the fore as the game has progressed into a more yes. based. You know, yep. into play as the rise of Chaos Space Marines, the rise of World Eaters in the meta, Orcs, yep. even they've become really, very necessary yeah. pieces. Yeah, like really, the only things you don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of Thunderkin, and you can't make them cheaper. 25 points is a steal, it's just the range nah, is a nah, problem. Exactly right. The Hecaton land, land Fortress could probably go down a little bit, um, but that would probably be the only thing I would consider. Fair. Um, let us shift over to Eldar. I have yeah. not reviewed the Eldar. I have not reviewed the Eldar index. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I've done that. I've, I've not, I haven't reviewed the Curse Space Marine Index on this show either. I've reviewed so many others and I've dodged them at every turn because it would be an exercise in futility because I do believe they're both going to get uh, a, a pretty big whack with the nerf stick again. But what can you do to Eldar? Because I feel like they're at the tipping point where if they increase points again, there's just no army in that army. That army is just a, a is not even there. They, they, they just cost too much to play the game. So where is the balance uh, and do we want one or should they just be you know put out to pasture? I wish we could. I wish <laughs> we could not. Delete them for a couple of months. Everyone just move on with your lives and just forget for a little bit. Like, I think you need to get rid of Battle Host. Give them a completely different detachment. Just be like, Battle Host is gone. Sucks to be you guys until we get a new codex. Here's this other one we were thinking about that's not as good. Um, yeah. And then, not that Battlelords is incredible, but it's it's quite good, I think. Um, and then I, th- I think we need to look at hitting. God, there's so many good data sheets in that book still, and it's been nerfed to to shit. Exactly, it's, and it's uh, still going strong. This is the issue with Eldar, right? Eldar, like, for some reason, Eldar, Eldar gets nerfed. Eldar gets nerfed on different metrics to other other armies. Look, look what they did to Imperial Knights and Custodes. Why didn't they do that to Eldar? They tried, but for some reason, it didn't. It didn't make a diff, damn bit of difference. Yeah, like I do think if you can get rid of Battle Host, like change the detachment ability, change, um, get rid of the stratagems, give them different stratagems. I f- I feel like at least until they get a codex, that's like the the boldest but easiest fix because otherwise (laughs) yeah it's almost like a rewrite um because there's just otherwise there's just so much stuff that that god it is so ridiculous that we're talking about this a year after more like uh after everything and we knew a year ago that this was going to be a thing correct but at the same time in 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 the behind the NDA wall land, Peter and I knew Eldar was going to be absolutely bonkers on index release. And now literally, like it's been almost a year since you and I have had some knowledge of what Eldar was going to be in 10th yeah. edition. And we were both like, and the fact that we're still sitting here coming up to an LVO being like Eldar's about to ruin the game for everybody in, in, in like T minus five months, you know. And now we're seven months after that. We're like still having the same conversation. I think you and I were talking about this at the last LVO. Like, we were. That's why I'm bringing like, it up. We actually hey, were. Can you believe what Eldar are going to look like behind closed doors and a backstage in Las Vegas? Just the two of us. Yeah. Like, holy crap, what is happening? Um, and now here we are. And uh, I don't think, like, I don't think I was a genius. Uh, I don't think any everyone saw it on the wall. And uh, and then it just kept happening. And now here yeah. we are. And I'd love somebody to go back through all the editions of the game and just add up how much time of of 40k's existence Eldar has been busted. Because like they were busted for what uh, about 18 months of eighth edition, all the way through double speed and Ari, through the many iterations of that, where they just kept uh, evolving, evolving, evolving. Um, yep. All the way down, all the way down that chain. Ninth edition was definitely, you know, no different. Although I suppose it was more Harlequins than, uh, I suppose, with a bigger problem than Eldari. You know, Eldari was very, still very strong. Uh, and yes, definitely in seventh edition. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, for as long as I can remember, Eldar, like Eldar, has been one of the constant problematic factions ever more. Uh, in this case, I think uh, relative fixes is Yin Khan gets to pop up once per once per turn or once per battle round, depending on how hard you want to go at her. Uh, as in, like she gets to 
she can't pop up and pop away in the same turn or uh, at all. Um, would be great. Like she pop up in one turn and then in your opponent's turn, she can pop away. She gets the opportunity or do once per battle round. I couldn't care which one actually. In fact, do the once per battle round. Just kill the unit. I, I don't care. She's such a still such a feel bad for new players that it's, I don't feel like it's a good mechanic. Even um, if you did it once per battle round, like if your opponent leaves something in their backfield, um, like a five man on an objective thinking they're being cheeky and then a, um, they, they take some indirect to the face. She's in your backfield and you have to deal with her, and that's perfectly Correct. good. Like, that's still going to deal with like 40% yeah. of your opponents. Um, and then the next thing you have to do is I, what I want to see happen is the Night Spinner profile, and they, they will not do this, but this is, I, I think, is the best, most elegant fix. The Night Spinner profile gets broken down into different modes. You have an indirect mode. Which gets it is not devastating wounds and it is not minus. Uh, it does not get the um, the minus move and no advance. That's mm -hmm. on a direct fire mode that you have to choose instead. So you can direct fire and minus move and no advance, or you can indirect fire and you're just strength six whatever. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Strength seven whatever. Um, and I want them to do that. So you can have your spinners, but if you want them to be good, you're gonna have to trade them. And that is all that I want for that unit. So there's no more of that nonsense where, and, and especially they're not having the dev wounds on the indirect fire, and you just pick up units because you have enough fate dice and rerolls because yep. of battle hosts. Um, yeah, so I think that would be a great fix for that because honestly, I mean, I look at the points for a lot of Eldar units, I'm like, man, they can't put them up much more. No, I think there just comes a breaking point, right, where they just become useless after. Um, yeah. But that said, like it, like nerfing a couple units, there's still eight more on the back end that are just fine. Um, we're getting there. I just feel like. Do you remember, like when we look back at like Eighth Edition Iron Hands? Yeah. Um, the amount of nerfs they took. Did, and didn't matter, and 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 Broviathan well, was sitting there the whole time. Yeah. Well, like what I like what I can, and luckily for Eldar players at least, they haven't paid for a codex yet, so they're not dealing with yeah. it from the the financial standpoint um, that like Iron Hands players do. But I just remember the end of that scenario. My friend, who was an avid Iron Hands player, like from like you know a billion years ago before they were good. Um, and he just loved the army and he was so excited when they were good. And then by the end of it, like he showed me his codex supplement and like, cause he had marked in it whenever things changed. Mm. And like, they were just like, it was like looking at like a redacted goddamn, <laughs> um, you know, like form. Here's all these black lines through things. Yeah. It's just, there's just a lot going on. But yeah. and now with Eldar, we're seeing so many changes. Uh, but that said, at least they're, they haven't paid for anything yet other than the models. So, How do you feel about the, the big fix people are throwing around for Chaos Space Marines? That a lot of the Chaos Space Marines believe will just kill the entire index, being that you have to have the right marked units in the right marked transports. So you can't have all your transports just be Mark of Nurgle and have units uh, undivided and all Slanesh units in. They have to be undivided and all Slanesh to have Slanesh units inside them, etc. Um, do you think that is as big a nerf as uh, CSM players are saying? No. I think it's fine. I don't get what they're complaining about. It's, it's kind of fair, actually. <laughs> Guys, who's uh, complaining about that? Is it uh, Soli? 100% it's Soli. Soli, I know you don't listen to this. But come on. But come on. Come on. Hey, come on. You're bigger than this. But what do you think is a fair fix for them? So there are there the three problem units being, of course, well, the, sorry, the biggest problem being the reholster hit, reholster wound 
stratagem that thing can die in a fire but then accursed cultists chosen and forge fiends are all extremely good i mean chuck the chaos lord in there as well yeah yeah um so the rerolls to hit rerolls to ruined it needs to not be what it is that's like when i when i got to to like i'm not going to say play test i wasn't official play tester but when i got to test the chaos space marines index it was literally the first thing um that um that our friend Dickie did uh, that made me go, what the heck is this? Yeah. Uh, when he yeah. rolls, full rerolls to hit, free rolls, rerolls to wound, obliterators into my face when I was behind a wall. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, that can't be true when he told me that it w- like when he told me what it did. Um, so, yeah, so that just needs to be. I don't know if they need to delete it, if they need to make it so that it's a uh, once per game. I don't know. Like, it just needs to not exist. The make way it. it does. Make it two CP and a battle tactic, so everyone yeah. can get three CP, and, and then it's just whatever. You, get to, you got to use it once. Congratulations! Get out of here. That's so insane. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's problem. wild? Sorry. Can Can you think of like Oath of Moment was the only other thing I can think of in the game that gave four rolls to hit, four rolls to wound, and they they nerfed that completely. They killed half of that. The better half of that got deleted. As in the rolls to wound was the better half of that, and it's now yeah. gone. I um, mean, we spent three months. Getting into this edition, uh, in the like the run up saying there was going to be less rerolls to hit, re- re- less rerolls yeah. to wound, and then a faction just got it on a stick for yeah. taking like a default mark. Um, that's wild, that's wild. Um, wild. sorry, continue, mate. Yeah, well, curse cult is, I think, points can just fix that. Maybe you need to adjust unit sizes or something, too. Um, well, I actually think if you're going to hit them, you put the unit up a little bit and then you put the dark commune up a bunch. Yeah, that because was... the unit without the dot commune isn't a thing, and you should be able to take that unit without much harm. But having the both together is a big problematic thing in the game. Yep. And then chosen, I think if you can fix the the rhino problem, chosen become a lot easier to deal with because chosen just die, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not. I like I've never had a problem with chosen if I had a turn to shoot them. It's Correct. just I generally yeah. have it. Yep, like, same for me. I've, well, right, like you, you get to shoot them after they've killed something really good from your army. Exactly, that's, that's, that's the way yeah, it goes. Right, like it's like, yeah. oh, they popped out. Whatever they wanted to kill is dead, and it's usually way more points than what they did than what they are. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah, cool. They, they yeah. chose and it, to die right after because uh, as long as you have anything left on the board. But yeah, yeah, like I feel like the rhino fix for chosen should theoretically be enough, or just the fact that we're touching other things. Um, what anyway. can be what can be done to make nerglings and lone op demon units feel like they're not overpowered and amazing in non demon lists without hurting demon players? If that makes sense, because <laughs> blue scribes and nerglings and changeling are kind of not okay being able to be slapped into chaos knights and chaos space marine lists. They are extremely good and act and add whole new dynamics and flavors and ways to play for those armies. Yeah. But how do we nerf those without just like backhanding the already like dying in the gutter demon players who have had very unmerited nerfs already? I believe you just have to change like the the like the demonic ally rule. Like it there has to just maybe be an addendum to it. Um so that maybe if they are allied with your Chaos Space Marines or your knights or whatever, they're a little bit weaker. And there's like mm. a, a million different ways you could do that. And it's been done in the past um, where maybe 
like I and like I don't know. Like I could list off a hundred different things you could do, but if you just had a thing where if you take these as allies, there's either a further restriction you have to have on top of what they currently add, um, or you know the demon units themselves are inherently weaker because you took them not in an actual chaos. Yeah, demon detachment. Yeah, so maybe like they get one less, uh, one worse invulnerable save. Yeah, something into that. Yeah, they drop an invulnerable save. Um, like, yeah, sure. Drop an invulnerable save, drop a leadership or something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe they have some kind of instability rule when you have them with you, so they, they just potentially fuck off. They battle um, shock easier or... Battle shock easier, yeah. Like they, yeah. Or both. Like, you know, things like that can add a little bit of flavor to the fact that you're taking them for people that like that. Um, and then on a competitive side, um, it kind of pushes them where they're still a legitimate... Um, option for your lists but you now have uh, like an added uh, an added bit of randomness or fear to to having them there so yeah yep yeah, i don't mind that uh what what about demons actually in general because right now i mean funnily enough we've actually seen some demon plays doing not awful but they're taking extreme level skews like we're taking mm-hmm. soul grinders and greater demons and then just nerglings as many as they can fit in um and it seems like that is pretty much what that what that faction has been for this portion of 10th edition so far. What do you do to diversify that? Is it just literally making lesser demons cheap as chips? For now, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, like until we can get a, an, an actual factual demons codex that gives us some, you know, legit detachments for each of the chaos gods, which is, I assume what they're going to do. Um, like you'll probably get like a Bellacor detachment and then yep. one for each of the chaos Correct. gods. Yeah. Um, like I feel like uh, what we need to do now, and plus the, the one we currently have, but hopefully better. Um, yeah, we, we we'll need some point deductions basically across the board on anything that isn't a a nurgling or a greater demon um, to kind of get things back in line uh, for them. So, and I, like yeah. I. To be honest, they don't need huge ones uh, because demons are always the thing that are I feel like are balanced on a knife edge um, because they're sometimes like you just get to a point where a, an inbuilt invulnerable save is too strong regardless. Just yeah. for how cheap they yeah. are. So. Fair. I know we haven't talked about every faction. We didn't definitely didn't have time to talk about every faction, but now we are going to predict our LVO top eight, baby. Uh, all right, all right, Peter, give us your take. Leo top eight, eh? Give me a second. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna do this from an don't, informed perspective because I don't, do a, don't look at the players list, you, you punk. Just why? Just, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> it's supposed know. to be hot take. It's supposed to be not. It's supposed to not be cold, methodical, thought out take. But that, like, not, you and I have known each other for years. And when was the last time I gave a hot take other than like 12 minutes ago when I said things? Ago. <laughs> probably like made you very nervous about your show being demonetized, um, which I didn't even think about when I started talking. And now I'm greatly worried about and apologize. Um, it's fair. It's Seamus's problem now, baby. Don't worry about it. Seamus, Seamus, listen, I'm so sorry. This is Danny's fault. You can blame Danny. We all he blame was supposed Danny. to be on the show. Danny is always the voice of reason. I don't know if you've ever heard him on any other show. Yeah. Um, like very fair, just, fair, measured, and balanced. Very fair, murdered Peter. Do you just murdered the English language? Um, Okay, my top eight. We're gonna have, um, we're gonna have two Eldari in the top eight. Yep. All right. We're gonna have a Necron. 
One Necron. Yep. You're gonna have a Space Marine, probably Black Templars, maybe Ultramarines. BT slash Ultras. Um, what else are we gonna have? We're gonna have a Sisters of Battle. Yep. Ooh, that'd be good. Um, we're at five. We'll have a Chaos Space Marine. CSM. Yep. We'll have a World Eater. Ah, oh, you're so much more diverse than I was gonna be. And we're gonna have a second one of one of those guys. I said was only one. Uh, so, which one would you like? Necrons, Astartes, Sisters, CSM, World Eaters for two. Two CSM. Two CSM, two, two Eldari, CSM. one of those other four. Beautiful. How many players they got registered right now? Right now they have 883. 11. And just oh, yeah, 11. Weak. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Those are weak numbers. 883? What yeah, happened to that? Right. Yeah, I know. The ass has just fallen out completely. Well, weren't they at like <laughs> 1,100 last year before? Like, I think we ended at like 900 and some. I can't remember, mate. It's a blur. Literally a blur. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, two... Uh, let's, let's go. I'm going to go three CSM, two Eldari. I'm, I'm going to be real, real bad. I'm going to one... That's one wild. One That's wild. Um, no. Uh, Naden's going. And if he's playing orcs, I'm going to put one orcs in there. I don't know if he's uh, playing orcs. See, now you're doing that. Like, you told me not to, and now hey, you're doing but, but, it. Mate, mate, so the exception is Sean Naden at the LVO, right? We always know Sean Naden's going to be the top eight. But I wasn't going to be like that. You made me not. Fine. Fine. I'll put an orcs in for you as well. You, if, 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 if orcs are in there, I'll give you a point. If, if Sean Naden shows up to the LVO with orcs, Yes, he will probably be in the top eight, and sure. or everyone will say he was robbed by something that yes. happened in the first several games. That's exactly what's going to happen. And I'm yeah. going to go one of studies. So three curse base rings, two elder, one. Oh, see, I didn't put Necrons in there. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm putting wild one, man. I'm putting one Eldari, one Necrons. There we go. There we go. That's that's a bad take. Let's get ready. Let's get ready for those those numbers, those rookie numbers by Adam. <laughs> That is not going to be the case. Anyway, the, let, let us just quickly have a hot take on what we think the next three months of the game are going to be like post-Data Slate. So the code, do, you, do you remember the codex was that we have coming down the pipe? We have Dark Angels codex supplement very soon. Correct. Like it feels like probably tomorrow, but it'll probably be a week or two from now. Yes, uh, base Marines are short in the short term. Uh, uh, we have so we have Dark Angels and Orcs slated to come in the next couple of months, mm -hmm. and then Custodes, Tau, uh, Chaos Space Marines, and I believe Gene Steeler Colts, uh, uh, Adeptus Sororitas, and a Redacted for the summer. Mm -hmm. So in the spring, we're going to get five codexes: uh, Dark mm -hmm. Angels and Orcs, and then Custodes, Tau, and Chaos Space Marines. I'm excited for Orcs. Yeah, me too. I'm, Absolutely, yeah, I'm excited for Orcs. Always excited for Orcs. Not excited for Dark Angels. They're the worst. And I bet they uh, stay are. that way. You, you saw um, I bet they stay that way. I bet they get even so, worse. I'm really um, worried about the... So the, I think the next month is going to be fantastic. The month after that, we have three problematic fac problematic factions getting codexes. Chaos are they getting them within a month? I don't we feel do, like we it's... Do not know. We do not I feel know. like it'll be so two months. The very they least. said spring. So of, of the next three months... I think we're going to have the first month as being totally fine, if not awesome, and then the next two months is going to be questionable because Adeptus Custodes is a coin flip of whether or not it comes out busted, and Tau has always had one ultra-busted list, 
um, out yep. of the last two editions that's come out on release and busted the game wide open and then needed to be needed to be turned back. Actually, I can say that from every for every Tower Codex in sixth edition, to be honest. They're um, gonna give broadsides um devastating wounds on missiles or something. There's gonna be like, yeah, here's the thing, you deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Or they're gonna give broadsides triple shots and you're just gonna be like, oh. Correct. Curse Brace Marines are much the same. Uh, of, of the modern era of the game, 8th edition and 9th edition, Curse Brace Marines have had very, very, very powerful builds in both from their... their I bet Abaddon is broken again. Yes, no, who would have thought? No All preview for, knowledge. Mate, I'm just saying... Mate. There's gonna be there's gonna be a detachment in there that is gonna just make us th- get get all cold sweats thinking about the sixty possessed Slanesh possessed uh, sorry Empress children possessed uh, armies. And it's just gonna be a cursed cultist instead, and we're all gonna freak out. And we're gonna get Fulgrim. We aren't gonna get Fulgrim. People, get over we're that. Not. By the way, yeah. Empress Children will get a codex. I I guarantee you at some point Empress Children will get a oh, codex. Yeah, you're gonna get a supplement and it's gonna have new noise marines <laughs> and it's gonna have Phoenician Terminators. Guys, like I know who I know who you are. I know you Emperor's Children players. I've seen you. I know what you want. And it's coming. It might be a year from now, it might be two years from now, but just you wait. It, yeah, the baby. day will come. You won't have to run those ugly ass noise marines anymore from Forge World that are seven thousand years old. You're not going to be 3D printing stuff. You well, shameless individuals. Mate, have they're thematic. Plastic models. The the, the, horror, the the heresy models are thematic. They're they're literally as old as they are. They're veterans of the long war in in spirit as well because that's when Forge World printed them. Yeah. Um, anyway, by printed, I mean resin mold poured them. Uh, that is going to end us for this episode, mate. Hopefully you've enjoyed our whimsical, our whimsical march through the last couple of months of the game and talking about the next couple as well. This has hopefully been your LVO primer and you're going to get pumped up for the end of this ITC season and then the launch into, you know, whatever's coming next, uh, whatever yes. the next seasons look like. Yes. Very exciting. We've also got, you know, G-Dub's doing their thing now at full power. ITC looks like they're going to run a bunch of more stuff. There's there's team tournaments popping up literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Old world is coming. Yeah. You should you should you should check out that old world charm. People play old world. Listen to old world charm. The rest doesn't matter. (laughs) Just relax. Adam, (laughs) Seamus. I'm sorry I made the White House redacted joke. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, I hope that doesn't uh, impact anything. You're just making more for him to do now by mentioning I'm, it again. I love, I love you. Continue. I'm, I'm sorry about um, my stream of consciousness where I probably said that Games Workshop makes bad games because I didn't mean that. Um, I mean it a little bit, but like not a lot. Anyway, you know, you guys, you have a good night. You have a good night too, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye-bye. That's, uh, that's, been, that's been Peter the Falcon, everybody. We may never see him again. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.